0: All right, we're back with another episode of the One Thirty Two Breeze podcast. This is Marlo, as always, joined by Casey, and we've officially made it to fall after Labor Day weekend.
1: Yeah, as mentioned, Labor Day weekend, I had the chance
0: uh, to say goodbye to summer uh,
1: this weekend, or I guess today, more accurately, uh, with a summer last summer cookout or hello to fall with uh, fall in football with chili. And I decided to say hello to football. I got a pot of chili upstairs uh, just simmering. I'm excited for football. Excited. Uh, it's back for uh, college and uh, soon to be for NFL. I think I, I can't be more excited. I can't be more excited for our podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the podcast excitement is there. We had the full slate of college football on Saturday, and it was glorious. Yeah, uh, just I mean, it did start on the day before, but the full slate on Saturday was just... It was just awesome to be having to turn on the TV at any time, and then there's football.
1: Well, Marla, I know that you're not a the soccer
0: enthusiast that I am,
1: but (laughs) as a soccer fan and a college football fan, and I guess all sports fan for more or less, you know, it starts at six thirty in the morning for me on Saturday, and it goes until the night game, where there is essentially sports on all of the time. God, I love fall. Welcome back, football. Welcome back, EPL. It's a good time, uh, to be a sports fan. Good time to be, I guess, a podcast host. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll try our best. Um, so to cap the night uh, on Saturday, the Badgers had their first game against Western Kentucky. Yeah. Um, night game.
1: Friday, Friday night
0: game. Friday night game. Oh, That's right, Friday night game. Which, uh, which I appreciate. I think we talked about it last time. And I appreciate uh, the Friday night game because then like I had Saturday to just watch all the rest of football. Um, yeah, but yeah you're there so anyways uh yeah the badgers played friday night i was in attendance at the game
1: all right in person
0: in person uh f- tailgating and all it was again good to be back good to be back in the stadium uh be tailgating how did you take in the game casey
1: so i guess we'll explain my let's go let's go through a little bit more more what you were doing so it's friday okay. night game yep t- talk me through i don't I sure. don't think I've been to a Friday night game. Is it different than a Saturday night game? I mean it's a homeowner, it's mm-hmm. not a Big Ten game. It's not mm-hmm. you know, when, when I think of night games at Camp Randall, it's you know your Ohio State's, you know, yeah. the big the big games and it's you're out there uh pre gaming, you know, tailgating pff, noonish, you know, on. Mm-hmm. Is is a Friday night game any different? Is it uh, was the how is the atmosphere comparative to those our normal kind of how I imagine in my mind yeah. a night game? In Madison,
0: yeah, no, you're you're definitely right. Usually, a night game comes with the big time opponent, and this obviously was not a big time opponent. So, so the excitement was there, being that the season was back, but this was the first mm-hmm. game. You know, everyone's getting back to their tailgates, doing their their normal spots, doing their thing. I think so that that part of the excitement there, there wasn't the the juice of hey, I wonder how this game's going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mostly right. hey, I'm just going to drink this beer and watch this game. Um. <laughs> It's everything, so yeah. And it didn't. I mean, it was on a Friday night, so I I would say the the really it really got going and lathered up around five ish, you know, around there. Yeah, when things started livening up um, around around the stadium and whatnot. So yeah, it was definitely it was a football atmosphere. It didn't didn't have the the juice of a of a a huge night game, but it definitely was a good atmosphere.
1: Yeah, more than like. Well, I guess next more than like Saturday a Saturday will be more,
0: more than uh, 11. Yeah, more than 11 a game. N- yeah. Insert opponent, whoever it is, for sure. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So it was a we'll get into the game in a little bit, but it so it was a relatively comfortable win. How long did you stay and how long did the
0: <laughs> did the if you were there longer than mm-hmm. the other Badger fans, how long uh-huh.
1: did did the crowd stay for?
0: God, you put me on the spot because yeah. I'm usually I'm usually a, a triple zero guy, right? Yep. Um, and <laughs> I ended up leaving mid through the fourth whenever we scored our last touchdown the fourth yeah. quarter, okay um and that was that was like, okay, hey, let's get to the bar <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh moment so that's that's how far I lasted, okay and you know, I it think' still pretty crowded then it was, and I think a lot of people had the same idea too, It was like, okay, that was you know we're going up you know thirty at that point yeah um and then uh yeah, and so that that was kind of the mass exodus point as well. Well, unless you count the student section, who again just left a, after jump around, that cleared out fast. Yeah, shut up, shut up in the second quarter and left out. <laughs> actually no, credit credit the student section. They were it was actually pretty full at kickoff.
1: All right. Good on them. Good on them. Yeah, good on them. Well, I guess I I wanted to kind of flush out your experience just to juxtapose it with my experience. Uh I guess I did some, uh, I I dad watched the game, let's say. (laughs) Okay. I had the game uh, on my laptop while uh, the rest of the family watched Lion King for the 700th time.
0: (laughs) The original Lion
1: King? Uh, So, no, it's remastered, (laughs) and I can't, to be honest, I can't tell you much of the difference, but there's one point that's different, Uh, it's... Uh, okay, we'll get into it. It's yeah. the morning <laughs> the morning report where Zazu comes up and he's explaining, you know, the morning report. He's giving a report on what's going on in the kingdom. And in the old one, he's just kind of talking and going on and then um you know Simba crouches and, and jumps on him. And that's kind of like the part. In the new edition that we have, it's a stupid song. And the song's mm-hmm. terrible and it doesn't need to be done. <sighs> so I had to live through that while I'm yep. watching. It's it's a terrible change. There might be other differences, but that's the one that I know. So we have whatever the remastered one is. Oh, also, the intro to the DVD disc menu is like this terribly, like, I'd say early 2000s, like, computer animated uh, cartoon art where you're following Zazu around again and he's like explaining things and it's just like just let me play the movie get to the disc come on disc menu this is terrible all right, done don't complain so, about lion king <laughs> terrible, Too much. Like terrible
0: so a terrible remaster lion king is on the main television
1: yeah get the original one come on uh yep. so <laughs> anyway so i was watching it on my laptop and then uh, when my son went to bed it got moved up to the big boy tv <laughs> in about about uh, halftime. half time so <laughs> it was oh, okay. the second half on second half on uh, on big screen like you know, I,
0: wasn't there some controversy Did, wasn't, wasn't the broadcast like bumped by tennis for the beginning of it oh
1: my goodness yeah so I miss, yeah I missed the first touchdown because of that so I'm watching on
0: <laughs> uh, so I watch online
1: so I was watching on ESPN 2 and then it went to a commercial break when we had the ball to score the first touchdown and uh, it comes back from commercial and then tennis is on and I'm like Oh, that, that's kind of weird. I thought maybe it was another commercial. I don't know. I wasn't really paying that. Again, I was distracted by Lion King. Can you blame me? <laughs> uh, so I clicked back over to now go to ESPN. And when I clicked over and it you know, turned on, they were celebrating the touchdown. So I missed the opening push. <laughs> so thank you, ESPN, for making me go all around in Lion King for distracting me. It was, pff, I mean, A plus. You it's know, a Disney on
0: Disney crime.
1: Yeah, capital J journalist uh, <laughs> television watching there. Are, yeah, gah, brutal.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that was at least. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we had
0: we had very similar similar experiences taking in the game. All right. So at the at the game there was um there was something brought to my attention when I got in. There's a the student section is now called Area Red. Yeah. Which. I didn't get – hasn't been explained to me. I guess they just came up with it. I know nothing about it, but it's new, and that's what the student section is now. And my first thought, when I saw it and got it I was like, oh, we have to have a name for our student section. can it just be the student section? And what is this area red all about? hope there's a cool story behind it, but I haven't heard anything yet.
1: Yeah, like you, it's kind of uh... – Blindsided might not be the right word, but it took yeah. me
0: by surprise. All of a sudden,
1: you know, game day comes around, there's hashtag area red and mm-hmm. whatnot all over the Twitters. Again, I'm not I'm not there, so I'm you know yeah. trying to live vicariously through people on Twitter who are actually there and experiencing things. Um it, I, I guess it took me by surprise. I don't I kind of thought about it. I don't know that I could come up with something better,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I'd like to know I'd like to know the story behind it. Yeah. You know, I, my mind goes like code red, but that's not code really red. better. You know, so I don't have a better answer right now, but we'll see if it catches on. The weird thing was, like, Area Red was kind of described, at least it it appeared to me as like where Badger fans were, which I guess is what it's supposed to be. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I felt very old man about it, and then like, (laughs) this is
0: new. I don't know about this. (laughs) Oh, you know what else is new at the stadium? This is exciting. Did you see that they have? It's official. a Lion King exhibit? That'd be <laughs> no. <laughs> they have official DJ for all the home games, and it is our good friend, DJ Shana. Oh, really? Yeah, so she's nice. doing all the music you hear at the stadium and everything. She's doing the DJ for it, so uh, she's out there getting the crowd hype for every That's home awesome. game. Yeah, That's awesome. So for that sure. was cool to see. Getting to the games itself with you. So you, you kind of touched on it. You missed the – well, I mean, where do you want to start? Offense or defense? What side of the ball do you want to start with?
1: Well, let's start with uh, let's start with defense. I guess mm-hmm. uh, we held. Uh, so the final of the game, thirty-four-three, uh, went over Western Kentucky. Uh, I, I'd say overall it was a solid game. Yeah. Uh, but as you look at the first game, there's areas for improvement. And I guess I'd like to start with on the defensive end. I, as I mentioned, overall I think a solid game. I think Western Kentucky really helped that score line of only being three. They had two red. <laughs> So in turnovers. Yep, won a really dumb trick play <laughs> that they picked up from the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, did, the did not work stretch. out as well. Um, but going through the game, I forgot that we had all the linebackers coming back that we did. I, yeah. I you know, and as they made plays throughout the game uh, and kind of controlled the game, so I felt like, all oh, right, this is this feels good. This feels like Wisconsin football. We have the linebackers to. Control the flow of the game on defense again. I know it's Western Kentucky. I don't want to read too much into it, but it felt like those the linebackers. You know, T.J. Edwards, Chris Orr, Van uh, Ginkle. You know, all coming back. Who I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, this I missed this or I was maybe I guess concerned with health things and, and the depth. But I wasn't expecting the linebackers to be as uh, dominant as they were in this game, and, and they were that.
0: Yeah, I don't. I didn't have much on the defense. I think. Okay. Some of the woes, some of the woes that we had talked about with the secondary kind of reared their head a little bit. Mm-hmm. There were a few busted coverages. Mm-hmm. There was a few, uh, a few long plays, um, and again, it, it's uh, you know overall watching this game with the expectations, with it being Western Kentucky, you know, I just I was like, I just need complete domination to feel good about this win, right? Right. Yeah, In all aspects, not just a, yeah, exactly. Um, so like kind of seeing that happen against a Western Kentucky, you know, made me you know kind of uneasy a little bit um but you know when you when the end result was only 3 points west Kentucky did help that out a little bit there's yeah. not there's not much you can say
1: yeah yeah like you mentioned i think the secondary again looked young at times there might have been some mistakes there i thought scott scott nelson had a couple nice pass breakups over the middle two or three that really kind of stuck out to me that i jotted down on my notes so some uh good plays there again you can't argue with 3 points uh i thought it was a, a good start by the defense but we kind of mentioned those areas of improvement right uh going on to the offense um i mean hype train for uh heisman john taylor are you on board marlo i am
0: fully on board in that first touchdown that you missed i don't know if you saw the yeah. replay yeah, <laughs> that saw it. Was, okay. Went that, yeah that was that was a hell of a run um And to watch that happen, watch the replay, they have like five stiff arms and and just run into the end zone. I was like, oh, yeah, Yeah. Jonathan Taylor's here. He's here and he's ready. Um, You know, I think in typical, uh, you know, kind of Wisconsin factor, he had 18 carries. He obviously could have had a lot more. Right. Um, He pretty much didn't play in most of the fourth quarter uh, Mm -hmm. after his fumble. He had to take a little little backseat. Um, so that was that was the, yeah that was the one little that was the one little down spot he did have he did have the turnover, um, but yeah, he looked good out there i mean he looked like he looked like Taylor, uh just you know rent he had two pretty long runs and then he was grinding out the rest,
1: yeah, what his finishing line was eighteen rushes hundred forty five yards two touchdowns the touchdowns were uh from uh, forty seven and thirty yards. I think that those are the types of touchdowns and runs you need to win the Heisman you need you know. Yep. We look back at Wisconsin running backs who have had the stats to um, be Heisman contenders, but it's more of kind of churning it out, running behind linemen kind of thing. And and Taylor does it really well. He's really great at being patient and then bursting through the hole. But then when he gets those spaces, he can you know turn it up a notch. stiff arm a defender, uh, get spacing and, and create uh, create touchdowns out of plays that would otherwise be uh, big gains. Uh, he did have the fumble that is concerning. That's something I uh, you know we gotta. He's got to tighten up, and uh, we'll obviously keep our, our eye on. And one thing that I kind of think could derail the the hype train. Uh, but I, as far as Heisman candidate running backs go, he definitely had the better day of the oh, two. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Love had the same number of carries for only twenty nine yards uh, in their game in Stanford's game against San Diego State. So, right, at least he's in the lead for that. <laughs> if it was only if it was only a two man race, right? right uh, he'd be definitely definitely in the lead for that but i thought it was a a, a solid game uh and yeah it's he's it's, it's just so fun to watch he's really so is. fun
0: to watch it's so uh, good speak, i'm happy he's speaking on my of, team
1: <laughs> yeah speaking of people who you may or may not be happy is on your team uh let's focus on the other i guess star main, main maybe maybe let's say of maybe the, the ba- badgers offense uh Alex Hornybrook, he finished with a stat line seventeen of twenty nine for two fifty seven and two touchdowns zero interceptions.
0: <sighs> that's the uh, best part zero interceptions.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the key. Uh, I know that we were uh, kind of having a group conversation during the game and he was getting a little bit roughed up uh, with his performance, a couple missed throws. Yeah, uh, but as you mentioned, he didn't make the big mistake.
0: Right. Yeah, and the I think the biggest thing I noticed. So the, his stat line seems like a Hornybrook stat line, right? Two, mm-hmm. you know, mid two hundreds. Um, you had two touchdowns, but in watching, and you know, he had those. He had some throws that looked amazing. He had he had one that was a really good throw that the receiver just missed. He dropped it right yeah. in between the two defenders. It was really pretty. And then he had the ones where he just completely missed the receiver, um, down the field. Yeah. But some of the the uh watching the actual game and watching him there. I saw some things that I don't remember Hornebrook possessing the last year, which mm-hmm. is you know the, the he was able to run outside the pocket, throw on a run, be pretty accurate with it. Where yeah. I felt as before, if he didn't have a, a clean pocket and 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 he would he couldn't even step up and throw it, it would just collapse and he would just be there. So um, a little uh, some of that was um, you know a little surprising to me in a good way, and that he was able to be. Uh, accurate on the run, and he they, they had him. You know whether it was a, pl- a play call rolled out, or he rolled out because the pocket was uh, collapsing. He was able to do that and, and do it accurately.
1: Yeah, I think that those were definitely positive signs. I think a couple of the the overthrows, one that sticks out in my mind, I think it was a throw to Kendrick Pryor. Kendrick Pryor was wide open in space, uh, and Horney Brook. Kendrick Pryor cut off his run and just kind of sat in the open space, and Horney Brook threw it as if he was continuing to run. Uh, so I. Felt like there was some timing that was off between him and the wide receivers. And I guess if you look at who he was working with during uh, you know, spring practice and you know, leading up to the season, Hedrick Fred and A.J. Taylor weren't his one and two wide receivers coming yeah. into the season. So I think it's going to take a little time for him to get his timing down with the wide receivers. But maybe that's just an excuse. Maybe it's another one of Casey's <laughs> excuses. And I feel like I'm going to spend the season... Uh, defending Hornybrook like I spent uh, basketball season defending Greg Guard. <laughs> and maybe that's just my – that's going to be my role on this podcast is to, okay. is to be the homer who defends the quarterback and basketball head coach. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But I think, to your, as you mentioned, he made some throws that were really good. He made some mistakes. Uh, I think we've seen in the past that he can be the effective quarterback. It's just eliminating – those bad plays and to be fair he maybe should have had an interception <clears throat> there was one play where uh, Taylor ran a wheel route and he went to the front pylon and Hornybrook just like lofted it up there and there's two or three defenders right around there and it mercifully fell incomplete but that easily could have been an interception it wouldn't have changed the game but it would have obviously changed the stat line uh, yeah. a little bit uh, so that was I, I think looking back the one error he made uh, but I guess it wasn't Poor enough that it resulted in the interception, but it easily could have been. But I thought a solid overall performance, and I guess those were the two guys I wanted to highlight on the offense. You know, scoring thirty-four points in a game—it nothing seemed spectacular, but it seemed efficient. And I guess, it, yeah, as a Wisconsin football fan—that's what you expect and want out of your team.
0: Well, yeah, it was expect and want. But I, going into the game, I was like, I want fifty. Is Western Kentucky, as we talked as we talked about at nauseum, the hype train is so hype. Yeah, this was it, and, the, and 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 on top of it, the hype train is because of our offense. Um, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, we're gonna throw fifty. This will be fifty to ten game. We're gonna frivly up them, up on them, and it was. We only got ten in the second half. Uh, yeah, and that's so what that was. Uh, that was a little disappointing going as far as my expectations. Like, yeah, we won thirty four to three. It looks good up there, but you know, I really wanted to put a big solid number up there. But that's just me being greedy.
1: Yeah, and the, to your point, the, these games are tough to kind of figure out. Like, mm-hmm. How what is how good is how good is good? How good is you know? Yeah, should we be concerned?
0: Um, I'm not concerned. I guess yet.
1: A, not concerned. No, I'm not concerned. But you know, obviously, y- you'd like more. But uh, yeah. I think a 34 to three, right about where where the line was. I think we were 34 and a half point favorites, so a little bit below that didn't cover. But uh, I thought it was a a good performance overall. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's uh, move on to other college football games. Let's stick in the Big Ten. I think the biggest game of the week involving a Big Ten team, other than Wisconsin, of course, uh, was the Michigan Notre Dame game. Uh, Notre Dame ended up winning by seven, but while it was a seven point game, I don't. Th- Michigan scored kind of late to make it uh, a, a seven point game. It never really seemed that close to me. And I don't know. Michigan just overall didn't look all that impressive.
0: Yeah, to me. yeah. So did you have uh, any?
1: do you have any takeaways from it?
0: Well, obviously, we can start talking that uh, Notre Dame is back. They're going to be in the playoffs. No, and back. Michigan Harbaugh is on the hot seat um, after this yeah. one. After this one game, so that we can make we can draw those conclusions right now. Um, <laughs> but I <it's> mean, not- <laughs> uh, and, uh,
1: of all the hot takes we're going to have, those seem like pretty reasonable ones. I don't know. I don't well I would be I guess if I had to pick one that I think is more likely to be true out of those two. I think it's more likely Jim Harbaugh's on the hot seat because I think Mission can look poor throughout the whole game. They just their yeah. offense didn't and we'll talk about somebody else who agreed with that assessment in a minute here, but uh they just didn't look like they knew what they were doing on offense. Um and I think it was just Notre Dame looked fine, but they didn't. Run away with the game when I, I think they sh- when they when I think they should have. Um, and Notre Dame has a tough schedule and all that, and maybe they'll they'll get there. But I would be a lot more worried if I was a Michigan fan than excited if I was a Notre Dame fan.
0: Yeah, I, Michigan again just just can't get that can't win that, that big game to begin the season. Um, and it always it always seems to come back and hurt us. <laughs> so I'm going to keep an eye on this. Yeah, uh, keep an eye on Michigan, right. and hopefully they can they can write the ship. Um, you know, on this, um, I don't know.
1: Did you did you see what uh your boy Braylon Edwards was
0: tweeting about? Did I did I did I saw it I saw it when it was going down. And actually, oh, did you? I didn't. Well, I saw his tweets. I didn't make much of them. at the time, you know, I he was popping off, uh, basically calling Michigan trash, calling Harbaugh trash. Yeah, Uh, he actually called out players by name, um, which is kind of tough, but. Yeah, I I it became a bigger deal today because uh, I forgot that he worked for the B, uh, Big Ten Network. Yeah, and they suspended think,
1: him. That's I think was the issue. I mean, if yeah. he's just a
0: alum complaining, right?
1: You know, that's that's one thing. Um, yeah, so his his tweets came out. He called a couple players weak, which and the the quarterback scared. Can't can't really do that. You can't call, <laughs> you know, the kids. You can't call it the kids like that. Yeah. Um, but then I think something you can question, Michigan's offense so predictable. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was uh, fair. Michigan football is sadly one thing trash fair. <laughs> a little harsh but fair. A little harsh but fair. Uh but then he went on in a, in a, his Twitter rant and these are some things some stats of Michigan that I I guess as a Badger fan I should have been aware of. Um and some people were kind of like letting uh, suggesting that he was inebriated during all of this and suggesting that he was, you know, a little too close to uh, I guess the force to see the trees. And he says. Uh, hmm. Real issue there 0 17 on the road against rank opponents, Michigan is. 1 6 against rivals, and the one win was a 9 3 win over Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, last thing I will ask, and really think about this before you get mad, is Michigan better than Iowa? Oh, shoot. I mean, if you're Michigan, you got to be
0: like, holy crap. Wow.
1: Official Braylon on that. Yeah, uh, official Braylon.
0: Well, that's you great. know. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> that's great, that's that's great, great. fan cool. stuff. That's what fans do, and obviously he's, he's 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 you know his heart is in the in the program, you and know. he wants to see better. You know, if you're a fan, you can do that. So Braylon, yeah. now that you have some time in your hand, feel free to reach out and hop on the podcast. So we can talk about it.
1: Yeah, top of the pod. Yeah, <laughs> not something a media member maybe should do. <laughs>
0: I, that I think is
1: fine. The calling you know out individual players maybe maybe not. Um, I don't know. I can see I can see this Michigan thing going wrong real fast, real fast. and just kind of you know Jim Harbaugh's what is it third fourth year just kind of wearing on players kind of the the hype that surrounds him, you know, they're going to Rome, they're doing all these things. It's just not translating on the field and how long do those fans put up with that? I don't I don't know. Ah. So we'll see. I don't know. But Barry I was calling about. It. That was fantastic. That, that was, was so fantastic. Fun. <laughs> Someday maybe we'll fire. Well, hopefully not in a negative way, but a, yeah. in a positive way, we'll fire off tweets like that about somebody <laughs> being the Washington Post about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, career goals. Career goals.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll work towards them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some other big other Big Ten games. Uh, MSU, uh, Michigan State, and uh, Penn State. Yeah, had some close calls. I think Michigan Michigan State won with the. A late, like last two-minute touchdown. Yep. Yeah, uh, against Utah State, and Utah State had the ball with a chance of win. Yep. Um, and then Penn State, surprisingly, because mm-hmm. they were supposed to be, oh, we're still the same without <laughs> without Saquon. Yep. And they had a had a pretty close call.
1: Yeah, they were up they were big, and then uh, Appalachian State came back. Appalachian State came back and uh, tied it, and they went in overtime, and Penn State won in overtime. So God, I guess my first question State. to you, Marlo, is Even when though, yeah, other are Big Ten F-
0: teams are in these. All right, well, I say so. Appalachian State—they're FBS now, right? Yeah, but I think so. they're st- they're still striking fear, <laughs> they're still striking fear into the hearts yeah. of of Big Ten teams everywhere.
1: Crushing Big Ten teams as mm-hmm. usual, at least putting them on the ropes. Um, yeah. So when these close games happen out of conference for uh, other Big Ten schools, Marlo, are you cheering for the upset, or are you concerned with how it how it
0: makes the Big Ten look? Uh, so when these games are going on, like take the Michigan State game, because that was going on the same time our game was going on. Yep. Uh, and they were kept flashing the score up in the stadium, and there's a mix of oh no's and a mix of cheers for some people. But mm-hmm. so going into the going into those games, always root for the Big Ten, right? Root for okay. the Big Ten team to do well. But when it gets to the fourth quarter and, you know, they're they're either losing or they're up by like three or whatever to these teams, it's like, well, I might as well root for them to lose cuz it's going to look bad either way, you know. Yeah. So, if Michigan's, yeah, if Michigan State ends up, you know, ends up losing that game, at least I get to make fun of them.
1: Right. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much a close loss really hurts
0: cuz I don't I think if you're looking at like Penn State, let's say that they
1: I don't know run the table or whatever they're, mm-hmm. you know, on the fringe of making the playoff, people are going to mm-hmm. be like, "Well, I don't know. They went to overtime with Appalachian State." Mm-hmm. I think it I don't think that the close win matters as much as the result cuz in football I think you you look at what at what the result is. I just remember being, you know, at Camp Randall and those scores pop up and just boo and pen or Penn State. <laughs> Well, probably, but yeah. you know, when a Big 10 school, they show that, you know, the Big 10 scores, when they're losing, you cheer and then when they're winning you boo and that was yeah. always so much fun going through uh going through that uh in the stadium. So I kind of lean on that still i i root for the upsets i want the other big 10 schools terrible and if that makes a big 10 look bad then it looks bad that's fine with me that's fine uh because their schools look, look worse than mine in that right in that uh in that exchange um well then
0: also in like this situation with michigan state and penn state and there's all this talk about how East is so much better than the West. It's stacked yeah. with all these teams, which you know. I mean, to a point, it is, but it's not. I don't think the disparity is that big. And so to have like Michigan State and Penn State have these really close calls and these, you know, essentially should be but blowouts for them, uh for yeah. teams that they have some sort of uh, playoff aspiration. It's just, you know, for me, it's like good to see. It's like, okay, really is the East really that much tougher?
1: Right. If you look at Michigan losing, Michigan State, Penn State playing poorly Ohio State I mean, put they win 77 to 30 yeah, 31 or some crazy, crazy number yeah. like that um yeah it 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 definitely would kind of put that I I grant I think the east is still better but yeah the east teams look worse than the West teams except for one east team that did pretty well
0: yeah Maryland uh, we talking Maryland
1: well, talking Maryland
0: Beaten Texas, who was again? Two, I think not two back. Two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, Texas is not back. Uh, mm-hmm. Texas, yeah, Texas had a huge hype train uh, coming into this coming into this season, and Maryland, even with all their, you know, with the tragedy that they had in, in the off season, they were able to come out and really, really take it to Texas. They, did, they went up early on them and let Texas kind of back in the game, but nevertheless, Texas is not back.
1: No, yeah, it was a kind of weird game. Uh, as you mentioned, Maryland went up early. Texas came
0: back, and then they had a
1: weather delay, which really yeah. kind of took all the momentum out of the game. Uh, and I don't know who it helped. Uh, I guess at the time, Texas was kind of coming back, so maybe it helped Maryland that they had the they had that delay. And delays are always so much more weird in football, I think, than yeah. in in other sports, just because mentally you have to be at it. Coming from a guy who never <laughs> hasn't played competitive <defensive laughs> football past middle school, I feel like you have to be like at a mental level to go play uh, football that y- exceeds that of uh, other sports, and it's got to be tough to come back from a-, a weather break to to continue to play. Yeah. You know, I know baseball; you have like to deal with your pitchers warming up and stuff, and that that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it seemed like it just kind of t- took the wind out of the sails of Texas and Maryland. Held on, held on to win, uh, which I guess is I, it's, as I said, I don't care how the Big Ten looks overall. It looks kind of good for the Big
0: Ten. Yeah, that one looks good. That one looks good until Maryland wins and loses like the next five in a row. Yeah, <laughs> Texas.
1: Texas, but they're not back. They're not back.
0: They were they're back. not. You no, know, Texas, Jesus. Texas is not back. Um, you know, speaking of the weather, and uh, the weather messed up one of the biggest debuts in the in in the Big Ten and canceled out the Nebraska game. Oh, did it? Yeah, they canceled. They canceled Scott Frost's. Big home, and I, I heard from the reports it was like every it was the stadium was like full an hour before the game, just mm. super jacked about it. And then they had a then they had lightning roll through, and they just they ended up just canceling <laughs> the game altogether. So that take, parade that parade's gonna have to wait.
1: Take that, Scott Frost. <laughs> yeah, I we didn't some... realize, I didn't even realize they didn't play. <laughs> like it totally weather joke totally missed my radar. Boom. <laughs> There Pun intended. Go. Pun
0: intended. All right. We have any... Uh, <laughs> go outside of the Big Ten. Outside of uh, the
1: Big Ten, I think there were... Uh, one game is going on now just uh, about kicking off, uh, but there were two big primetime games uh, into the week. Well, I guess I should say three big, big headliner games, all of which made the your SEC look really good. Um, <laughs> Auburn holding on to beat Washington. Alabama crushing Louisville. Are they even Louisville anymore with what's going on there? And uh, LSU uh, blowing out Miami. So, yeah. I guess Alabama-LSU blowouts, and uh, Washington-Auburn was a closer game, but nonetheless, the SEC is back. Yeah,
0: well, Auburn beat Washington with only field goals.
1: Yeah, it was a weird game. Oh, God. It was a very defensive game.
0: Yeah, Washington's, I told you, Washington's not good. Um, anyways... <laughs> That game was boring. Alabama just like smoked Louisville with both of their quarterbacks uh, yeah. playing. They got uh, yeah, so they had both their quarterbacks rotating out. But it, uh, today, I don't know if you saw that they named Tua the starter going forward.
1: Oh, did they? Yeah, I was gonna. Okay, that's good because I was gonna say like they're just being nice to Jalen Hurts at this. Yeah, point. yeah, like, they're just letting him play to not hurt
0: his feelings.
1: Right because Tua is definitely a better quarterback. Uh so I think that's the right decision. I mean that sucks for Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. But like that definitely definitely the right decision.
0: But he- <laughs> <laughs> I mean it well, sucks for the rest of us, you know. Yeah.
1: Teams who don't root for Alabama.
0: Right, no exactly. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, you know, so they have the new they have the new redshirt rule, right? This year. So like he technically if he doesn't play the rest of the year, you know, I would say coach I just can't play. He doesn't play the next year. And then he transferred and you know I don't know where he's at with his grades, but if he, you know, if he graduates in December and transfers, he can play right away, and he still has like three or four, or whatever, two years of eligibility left. Yeah, Two years of eligibility to go. Yeah, play exactly. So that's gonna be that's gonna be the storyline. That's gonna be interesting if he goes that route, or if he's gonna just you know suck it up and stay at Alabama. I believe in today's day and age, he'll probably transfer. Yeah, and I think all the schools are gonna be lining up trying to get him.
1: Yeah. Well, I. Pe- I mean, after seeing how he responded to being benched in the championship game, I could see him being, you know, the ultimate team player and, I mean, and and, and taking it, you know, and just I'm going to be the backup quarterback for the rest of the year, but, God, that's a lot to put on a kid. Yeah. Uh, if I was him, I'd, I'd transfer and go to, you know, wherever. Just go to Auburn. Just go to Auburn, get, get <laughs> to go to Auburn. <laughs> Florida State, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the – I'm just trying to think, quarterback situations that are out there. It's not it's going to come to Wisconsin or anything, but uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, and the other one, LSU Miami. I don't know if you saw this one, Marlo. Uh, LSU was up, I think, thirty-three to three. Miami scored a couple later touchdowns to bring it back a little bit, but it was LSU Miami just didn't belong in the field against LSU, which was crazy because I thought that that game was going to go the other way. Yep. Um, and maybe so Miami she'll... has
0: lost their last three games in a row.
1: Yeah, it made me feel a little bit bad, mm. like, because I thought our Wisconsin's victory over them in the, in the Orange Bowl was
0: a significant moment, and now I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe they're. Oh, it was. As as that, that was last season. It was definitely significant moment. Different team. Yeah, All different, right. different team, different time.
1: All right, but it looks like, uh, as I mentioned, SEC is back with mm. uh,
0: some some really good teams,
1: and as I
0: I think I predicted,
1: uh, two of them are going to make it <laughs> to the playoffs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, yeah, week one's done. We have our playoffs team set up. Uh, there's no need to play the rest of the season because uh, we, yeah, we already know who's good. Yep. Although Notre Dame might slide in there and take one of the SEC spots, so you never know.
1: That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the only scenario in which I will root for Notre Dame. It's <laughs> if they're stealing <laughs> playoff spots from the SEC.
0: College football week one, books. Getting ready for week two. But, uh-oh, also... The nfl is coming back this week yeah it starts thursday night thursday night did we get the song thursday night It'll i don't know i'm not gonna try to sing it i don't know, I don't know. anyways Thursday, yeah thursday night nfl kickoff i'm excited battle of the birds uh falcons philly atlanta
1: i just know it i just know it i don't have to look it up
0: <laughs> all right all right anyways it started all right, I'm thursday it night
1: yeah, it's atlanta philadelphia atlanta's favored by three
0: awesome yeah. all right i'm excited because nick Foles is playing Nick Foles is playing. Uh,
1: where are we? Nobody's yeah. excited for that.
0: No, no one's excited. Just, just, just excited for football. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got all we had all the, well, a lot of moves. Your your boy got paid.
1: We didn't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Roger signed four-year extension. I think it was a four-year extension, $134 million total, total, uh, $103 million guaranteed. He somehow gets paid 67 of that this year. Yeah. I'm not sure how.
0: I'm not sure how that works. 67 of this year, and then okay, before St. Patty's Day, he 83 of it will be paid. That's
1: right. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so Danica, get, <laughs> catched her right at the right time. I guess. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, I I guess I'm I'm happy. <laughs> I, I'm glad it's done. I, you know, I don't know the economics of it. I don't know what it means for a salary cap. I don't know what. All that I haven't looked into that too much, but it's a comforting feeling knowing that Rodgers will be around for uh, four additional years than he was signed on for already. So that was kind of hanging over the head of the team. That was kind of a, a subject of question, and I'm I'm glad it's done. Uh, is it a good deal for Rodgers? Is it a good deal for the Packers? I don't know. I'm just glad that they came to an agreement, uh, and I can
0: rest a little bit easier at night. Well, yeah, you saw what the team was without Rodgers, so yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess it was going to happen. He's going to get paid. He, he really got paid. So, yeah, um, he did. He didn't say he didn't. He didn't go as far to say this makes him a Packer for life, though.
1: Fine. <laughs> I mean, just saying. Thi- <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I've, I guess, I've come to obviously there's parallels to the Brett Favre situation mm-hmm. and i guess i've now come to terms with i not just now but like, yeah i've come to terms with that the packers needed to move on from brett favre they found a they made a decision to move on it was the right one and brett favre wanted to keep playing which may have been right for him he almost went to a super bowl but through a soul crushing interception yeah uh for the vikings fans good job brett favre um <laughs> So it, it appeared he wasn't ready to retire, but it was time for the Packers to move on, and and maybe the Packers will get at that situation with Rodgers. Maybe they won't. Um. Yeah. But I am enjoy got, the time while he's Kaiser. playing for my team.
0: Yeah, Kaiser to back him up now. Air apparent. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, we can talk about uh, so Rodgers got paid. Another player. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, the Bears made a trade over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about it, but... Uh, Do tell. Yeah, the Bears traded for Khalil Mack because the Raiders wouldn't pay him, uh, so they shopped right. him around. So the Bears were the big winners in that. By winners, they gave up four draft picks, two first-rounders, a third, and a sixth, and then right after made him the highest-paid defensive end in the league. Yeah. And I love every single second of it. And, yes, I love every, I love every single second of it. The Bears are back. It's the right move right now because Trubisky, if Trubisky is who the Bears think he is, which the is truth. the truth and a franchise quarterback, you have, to get play, you have to get players now that you can pay because once yeah. he's up, he's going to want those Aaron Rodgers numbers if he is that quarterback, and you're going to have to pay it. Um, and then that's where you got to restructure. So you got to get those high players, players now. Khalil Mack is a great, obviously a great defensive player. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get that defensive back on track while the offense is, you know, moving along along under Nagy
1: I guess from a a Bears perspective I think it's definitely a smart move Uh, you kind of outlined the let's say the Seattle Seahawks uh, plan of having a rookie scale salary quarterback like the Seahawks did with Wilson surrounding him with uh, defensive talent and, and spending your money elsewhere that's definitely the path that the Bears are going down that makes sense to me when I originally heard the trade you know it was two first rounders I thought In you know the other picks sure whatever those are, just kind of throw-ins i was like wow that's kind of a lot to give up but they're getting a second round pick back in 2019 so it's really like one and a half first round picks i felt like that second round pick in my mind really swayed the trade like from uh okay sure that makes sense to man they fleeced them (laughs) uh and it i guess so i guess good job by the bears i'm going to take off my you know podcast hat here and God, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess going into it, there were there were rumors so with uh, with Rogers' extension and kind of some of the other roster moves that they made. The Packers had cleared up some cap space that they could do something, and I feel like this is kind of the story of being a Packer fan. We we have this perpetual cap space we could do things with, and then we don't. Um, but there were rumors that we could be in. Uh, pursuit of, of Khalil Mack, and I kind of I recalled tweeting you something in jest on Twitter <laughs> on Friday night during the Badger game <laughs> yeah. about you know a little Packer Bears media beef thing, and then lo and behold, I wake up and Khalil Mack is a Chicago Bear, not a Packer like I thought maybe in my you know sweetest of dreams he might be. Um, God, it just he's now he's gonna but he has a six year deal. Yes. Uh, it's like six year, hundred something, ninety million guaranteed, something like that. And he's just gonna he's gonna torment the Packers for like five six years. It just sucks. It yeah, it's great.
0: Oh, yeah. If it's good, I hope. Oh man, yeah. We just need someone to chase down Aaron. It's a good feeling. I mean, it's a lot. There's a lot riding on it, and I just, I'm just a little giddy. And I hope it, <laughs> I just want to out. I've just tried. I've tried.
1: I've tried to talk myself into uh, Mac Not that good. Yeah. He only had 10.5 sacks last year. (laughs) Lowest since his rookie year, he's definitely on the decline, even though he had more tackles and tackles for loss last year than his other seasons. And all that money. Oh, man. All that money. I'm just trying to (laughs) talk my way into it being a bad thing. (laughs) It sucks. It really does. But
0: speaking of sucks, (laughs) what is Oakland doing? Oh, Johnny Gruden, man. He's. He's just—he's taking over. He's putting his stamp on 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 the team.
1: I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They were a playoff team two or three years ago, right? Like they're yep. not—they didn't seem that far away. They had Jordy Nelson, a veteran wide receiver, in the offseason. They were kind of like we're just a player or two away from being a playoff contender again, which may, they may or may not have been. I think they needed a lot more help on the defense, I, I know. Oakland Raider expert. So if anybody's yeah. out there listening, you want to come on the pod, let us know. Um and he's just overhauling it. And pff, it seems I
0: don't know. Does he, he It's going to be a disaster. He's been out of football for this like 10 Gruden 15 years. It's going to be a disaster. We can like you can all see it coming down the train, the rails. <laughs> it's just going to get derailed really fast.
1: I mean, he like I mean, this guy he likes everybody. I, I I don't know how this is going to end well, or even okay. Like it's yeah. going to be a disaster. And trading away your best player for future draft picks when you're again you're moving to a new city, you have this you know hot new coach who you're paying a bazillion dollars to. Man, I'm glad I'm not a Raider fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I it, it would be a I, bad. It sucks time. to be a Packer fan. It sucks to be a Packer fan with this Khalil Mack trade, but to be a Raider fan, I mean, it's got to be a kick in the nuts. Professionally speaking, yeah, it's professional, professional professional kick in the the nuts. nuts. Yeah, Packers did things too. I'll just do it. I'll just do it real quick. Yeah, Uh, they somehow kept eight wide receivers and three quarterbacks while keeping only two outside linebackers. Mm -hmm. The oft-injured Clay Matthews. And uh oh who's the other one? It's, uh Nick Perry. So that is great depth at but we have eight wide receivers, so that's great. It's a very Packers move. We always seem heavy on the wide receivers. Uh to blow up, put a blow to Badgers fans, uh the Packers cut Connor Sheehy, who was a undrafted oh, free no. agent. And uh, cut uh vince beagle who was actually Mm. that was a bit more of a surprise he was a fourth round pick last year played played in nine games last year it just seemed he didn't improve enough to keep his roster spot um again i'm not a talent judge but it really ended a feel-good story i mean he's a wisconsin kid uh goes to wisconsin uh then he's gets drafted by the packers you know it's kind of what we root for here in the state but apparently that's over Uh, That sucks. Uh, So, we're going forward with a a young secondary. As I mentioned, a very thin outside linebacking core. We signed a couple linebackers today Corey Toomer and Darius Jackson. I couldn't tell you a thing about them. Hopefully, they play outside linebacker in case Clay Matthews or Nick Perry uh, get hurt. Um, But, nothing other outside of that, nothing significant, I don't think, out of the the Packers' roster moves. It's just those couple surprising things. And, you know, we didn't trade for Khalil Mack. So,
0: yeah. Kumak is a bear. It's a bear for life now. Did
1: they ask him if he was a bear for life? Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: no, I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. Just, Bear for Life. They they just do that with quarterbacks. <laughs> Damn it. I have nothing for that one. That was a good one.
1: God, I'm so mad he's a bear.
0: I got my my Twitter feed, you know, it's like it's got a picture of him in the bear's series. It's Like this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get to see him up close and personal this Sunday. That's right. Bears-Packers Week One, the nightcap game, I believe, on Sunday night.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, so, yeah, it's a Sunday night game, prime time.
1: Khalil Mack hasn't. Is he going to play? He hasn't played it. He hasn't been in training I, camp. I, I'm I, sure he's just been eating cheeseburgers and smoking cigarettes and stuff.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. know I, I, I haven't heard. Teams. I haven't heard. I've, I've, I heard uh, he's supposed to play, but I don't know like how much he's going to be in this game. That makes sense. So.
1: We'll see. I hope he doesn't play. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that till now that he may be like, he probably doesn't know the plays. I'm right. Sure the plays are pretty similar. But <laughs> Go get the I quarterback. Just go, yeah, just go sack the quarterback. Take care, Be careful of his collarbone, please. Um, well. <laughs> yeah, so Packers, Bears. Uh, Marlon, what, what do you think the line is of the game? The betting line of the game. Um, it's in Green Bay.
0: In Green Bay. That game, yep. Aaron Rodgers Green got money I would say the the lines probably it's it's over a touchdown, so this was seven and a half.
1: All right, very close. Packers by eight, eight. over under at forty seven point five. I would take mm-hmm. the under. Um, I'm a lot more nervous <laughs> now <laughs> than I was when I was sending taunting tweets <laughs> Friday night. Yep, yep. Uh, and it's in Green Bay, and for some reason, I feel like the road team tends to play better. Or, or the team that's on the road tends to play better than uh, the team at home. I don't know if that the stats would bear that out, but that's kind of the feeling I have. I recall Bears coming up to Green Bay a couple times and winning. Um, eight's a lot. I would <coughs> yeah, think eight's a be, lot. I, I'd say I would think it to be closer than eight and under forty seven and a half, just because these teams they play like seventeen, fourteen games all the time. Like the Bears can be terrible, and the Packers are just like, we're going to score 20 points this game, and that's all we're going to do. And the Bears will score less. But even when the Packers are good, I feel like we struggle with the Bears. We don't, maybe not lose, but make it more nerve wracking for the Packer fans like myself.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I get it. You guys have won a lot. Um, No, I'll take, I'll, I'll take, I would take, yeah, I would take the points. I would bet on yeah I'd bet on the Bears to cover that. and probably take the under. Although I'm hoping I'm hoping that it will be the over. There's a lot of unknowns going into this with the new coach. It's supposed to be a new offense. Yeah. They didn't really show much in the preseason cuz they sat out pretty much everybody. Uh yep. that's going to be a contributor anyways. So yeah, there's a lot of unknowns. That's that's what I'm hoping is that there's so much unknowns that this is like this will be a gotcha game and Green Bay won't know what hit them. Um mm. it's going to take like Aaron Rodgers miracles and he probably Will throw like three Hail Marys in the game Just because he's an ass like that uh, But yeah I am I got a lot Of hope I have a lot of hope things are Things are pointing up so I think it'll Cover I hope it's uh, I think it will be a. Uh, obviously it'll be a close game but I hope the Bears come out victorious
1: As you say that I, I just could see it happening It makes me <laughs> it makes me sad
0: <laughs> uh, So we got everything riding on This one
1: Oh yeah, we had it. we should do it. we should do a podcast bet. Um I was going to do a good old governor bet, but with you, you know, coming back to to Wisconsin, I don't uh, that doesn't really work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what can we uh what can we podcast bet?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll figure it out. We'll make sure to figure it we'll make sure to figure it out online. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you have some suggestions, and we'll we'll hash it out yeah, through the Twitter.
1: Send us some suggestions. We'll announce it on the Twitters. Follow yep. us on the Twitters. Yep. To find out what arbitrary thing we decide to bet on the Packers Bears game. That's if that doesn't get him, I don't know what. I will. don't know what. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So, want to wrap it with the mailbag question? Yeah. Sure. Um okay, we got a mailbag. We have, we have a mailbag question which actually it's more of it's more of a letter. It's more of, it's this one's actually a letter. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll start off. This one's from this one's from Josh Fox. Uh, dear 132 Breeze podcast. It's cut week in the NFL. Hundreds of amazing athletes are about to see their lifelong dreams crushed. Yet 33-year-old Brett Good will make $900,000 as a long snapper. Obviously, good is no slouch, and his worst day athletically is better than any day I could ever have. But if you're a backup or a third stringer, how are you not practicing long snacking every night in an effort to make a roster? Or are you too proud? Is it not a simple task, but Malcolm Gladwell solves that problem years ago? Thank you, John Fox. Well, okay. All right yeah you can go well, ahead.
1: I guess the question is why aren't all of us practicing long snaps in our backyard, yeah, to earn nine hundred thousand dollars
0: agree, yeah, obviously, um, I mean, I would do it, but again, I was never like the best athlete, the best athlete my whole life, and made it to a point where I <laughs> that was gonna wow. be my job, right
1: I mean, and- certainly best athlete on the podcast,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know it's not that glorious and then when you really think about i i'm trying to put myself in, in these guys shoes right i think yeah. as myself at the age i'm at now i think it's a no-brainer like yeah go be a long snapper i can do that forever although mm-hmm. it, you know you have one injury and there's no coming back because they will just get another one and could, you know there's only so many long sackers in the knee, in the league um but yeah i mean it's a fair question I think it's not a fair question for a twenty-something-year-old who's been playing football their whole life, and they, you know, they get up to this, and it's a a linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. Who what's the mark? You know, what's the middle ground for a linebacker right now? A couple, you know, a few million a year, and you look at like ninety nine hundred thousand, and you're like, well, the ceiling is much higher if I stay a linebacker, so I'll do that, and I'm going to be great at it.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if it's a ceiling thing. It's just this is what my skills appear to be. I I would be curious to follow along how one becomes a long snapper and how they go down that path. I mean that I feel maybe that's the first one thirty two breeze podcast documentary uh, <laughs> following the
0: path to the path to long snapping.
1: You know, the path to a, a long snapper because it's a, a definitely a, a niche skill, and I don't know how in football you develop that i mean i would equate it to being a kicker or a punter right you it's kind yeah. of a niche thing yep you find out you're somewhat good at it you can just naturally snap the ball along i can't really do it if i go in my backyard i mean it's not going to be very accurate but i'm sure that there's you know centers or linebackers or whomever you know on their high school team who they're able to do that and then how does that turn into being paid nine hundred thousand dollars i don't Maybe we got to get the documentary team on this one i think it'd yeah. be a really interesting story um there's got to be a reason why he's getting paid hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and i'm not <laughs> practicing in my backyard every day or yeah. you know high school high school kids aren't doing this all of the time yeah there has to be an answer we got to i'm find not smart it. enough to give it but right maybe somebody will produce a podcast or a podcast excuse me we're doing that now a documentary <laughs> we'll produce a <laughs> documentary that'll <laughs> That'll
0: answer that. The path to long snaps brought to you by 132 Breeze. That's going to be a good one. I'd watch that. Uh, we just need to find out. Because I long made step. it. I'd watch it. I'd watch it because <laughs> we would have made it. It'd be one view. We have two views, Marlon and I. <laughs> all right. Hope that answers your question, Fox. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all. <laughs> Excuse me. That's all I got. You got anything else for him, Casey? That's why they.
1: That's why they write in the, the questions, right? To get them kind of not really answered. Yeah, let's,
0: yeah. Let's get our get, get our take. How, well, how we really feel about things.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything
0: else. I hope that was at least entertaining. If it didn't help,
1: uh, John Fox. All right. But it. All our fellow fans. Uh, until next time. I hope your favorite teams win all the sports.